You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. Tech fan number 130, Tim Robertson, David Cohen, talking about Windows and Android. It's a lively discussion. Check it out. Fan number one three zero. I'm Tim Robertson. I'm David Cohen. What is that sound you keep making? Is that lighter? Um, yeah, it's no. It's basically there's there's kind of like a big insect buzzing around the room. Oh really? Yeah. And you're trying to shoot it with a zapper or something? I, I'm trying to mentally cause it to die. <laughs> so you've uh, spent the morning playing with your Android phone. Yeah. The one you got in uh, Hong Kong? It's the one I got in Hong Kong. The one that I said I wouldn't update because I'm going to need it in a couple of weeks, and so I wasn't going to mess around with it. Well, I started messing around with it this morning. <laughs> yeah. It's funny um, because it, uh, I, I wanted to actually talk about Android today. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Well, it was an interesting thing. This is Obviously, this is all, all, all clone phone, so um, it, has, it had a, a ROM on it that claimed to be Jelly Bean. 4.1, but actually was ice cream sandwich 4.0, and I decided that I could not let that stand. So um, <laughs> I spent a lot of time figuring out what actually was going on inside the phone in terms of the model, and then figuring out how exactly you go around putting a an upgrade ROM on. And it took me most of the day, to be honest. <laughs> it's not not did the sort of thing. Oh, I did it. Yeah, I've got it done. Got it done. The end. Basically, what you have to do is you have to put a special recovery partition onto the phone first that allows you to then install ROMs from an SD card um, and actually getting that recovery partition on is quite difficult the drivers do that are USB but they simulate COM ports serial ports so you have to install the drivers twice in a certain order and you have to have the phone plugged in sometimes without the battery in and then sometimes with the battery in and you've got to do all of this very carefully, otherwise you can break your phone permanently. And you, you've then got to have the right software to put on. And when you've done all of that and you've finally got it working, then you can install the ROM and you hope the ROM itself doesn't break the phone. So it's not something for the faint of heart. Fun, is what it sounds like Yeah, to me. It was the sort of thing that I probably didn't enjoy as much as I would have done 10, 15 years ago when I was much more into these things. Yeah, as, you, as we get older, we, just, we don't want to screw around with stuff. We just want it to work. I just was thinking, I just wish I could press an over-the-air button and it would, re- it would Absolutely. the right one. But that is Well, not everything's be. an iPhone, David. This is true. But I will be, as I was just explaining to you before we start recording, I will actually be back in Hong Kong in a couple of weeks. So um, I'll be wandering the electronics halls looking for new gadgets to buy. Hmm. Speaking of yeah. uh, to buy stuff, I bought two USB... 10 port hubs off eBay. Uh, and I thought, <clears throat> you know, I got a lot of uh, USB devices. This would really come in handy. And yeah. they're powered too. So it's not like drawing all the power from the computer because I don't think the computer could adequately power a 10 port hub. No. And they're flat. They lay flat on the ground and you plug in the USB on the top. And so I pulled everything off my desk, which 
I know you've never seen it, but it's, that's quite a chore. Yeah. And I wanted to clean everything anyways. I wanted to clean up the wires, you know, do all that. Re-kind of route a lot of the wires, especially all the USB cables, and get them all tied up really nice, and blah, blah, blah. So I get it all done. I'm very proud of myself. Plug everything in. Works great. I can actually have, you know, like all six of the iPhones connected to the computer at the all time, at the same time, which the mm-hmm. computer loves, by the way. Yeah. It's such a speed demon when I do that. And then, uh, oh, I don't know, 18 hours later, both the hubs failed. I'm not terribly surprised by that. I'm not either. They were cheap. Um, the seller is like, well, if you want to ship them back and you have to pay shipping, uh, you know, we'll take a look and then we'll replace them. And I'm like, mm, no, I'll just leave feedback. Thanks. How much were these? Uh, 10 bucks on sale, 12 right, bucks. Yes. So it's not worth returning them. No. Um, you know what? USB is, is incredibly convenient compared to what we used to have to do, where we had everything had a different connector and a different type of cable, and everything needed really, you know, drivers and configuration and lots of stuff going on the computer to make it work. USB, you just plug in, it works. But I, don't, I find. You kind of alluded to it when you said about the six uh, iPhones plugged in at once. I find USB can really kill your computer if you don't know what you're doing. Yep. And I have situations with my machine sometimes where uh, it will slow down to a crawl and you try and kill applications and they, 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 even, they won't even kill. And finally you look, start looking at USB devices and you pull one drive off your system and all of a sudden the system comes back to normal. Yeah, well, in this case, I didn't have both of the 10-port hubs connected to the computer. I only had one, and then the other one was just to charge items, like iPads right. and iPhones and stuff like that. Um, but still, it's they both failed within a half hour of each other for no apparent reason. They were both actually plugged into my, for the power for them, to my UPS. So I know there was no power spike or anything like that. They're just junk. Yeah, and to be fair, I've had... Much more expensive hubs from name brands do exactly the same thing. Yeah. I don't know what I'm going to do at this point, though. I've got an old 7-port USB hub that I've had for, you know what? I'm going to say seven years. And it's it's perfect. It still works. It's There's nothing wrong with it. I wonder who makes this. Let me bring you back here. It is a, uh, you know what? I can't even read it. I don't have my glasses on, and it's too small a print too far away so i can't read it but i don't the only reason i don't like it is because it's it's oddly shaped i don't know what it is about usb hubs and this is a card reader and everything but uh why do they have to make these things weird shapes don't they realize look it's gonna go on a desk it doesn't need to stand straight up because if it's standing straight up you can't really plug everything into it because then it's gonna fall over the weight of the cables is going to make it tip. So, yeah, I don't know. I, just, I, I wanted I think, something more convenient. I think most of them are designed by people who don't consider the fact it's going to have cables plugged into it. That's true. I think that's the problem. Um, if I was designing one, I'd have it so that the all the ports were hidden away and you plug the cables in and then it managed the cables and then they would all come out in a bundle from the back with maybe just a couple on the front for plugging in thumb drives or something like that. Well, you've seen those vacuum cleaners where the cord hides itself. It kind of zips back into the device. Yeah. Something like that USB would be awesome, wouldn't it? <clears throat> yeah. Kickstarter. Yeah. 
Well, think about it. If you can make a reliable, let's say an eight port USB hub. And I don't know, maybe one of them is, meh. see, I'm, I'm trying to think of something that would be convenient. And the only thing I could think of is if they go back, if the cables go back in, what's on the end of those USB cables? Do you have it? So it's uh, the a Thunderbolt cable on one end. What about, because there's more than just one type of USB cable. I mean, there's like four. Yeah. yeah. So do you have adapters that come with it so you can plug in any of your devices, like a Kindle Fire or an iPad or a printer? I don't know. That, I, that's I, the that's yeah. the tricky part. I don't, I don't know why that. I do have this suspicion, though, that part of the problems with these failures is not actually the devices, it's USB itself. I've got a feeling if you've got certain device types plugged in, and those might be powered themselves. I think they can scramble the USB signal and then destroy stuff in the hubs, and that's why they fail. Could be. You know, Could be. I, I do very clearly remember, um, this isn't USB, this is Firewire. Having Firewire 400 on a Power, um, Power PC G4, uh, Power Mac G4, and then a 12-inch... Power, uh, a 12 inch power book as well and I wanted to transfer data from one to the other and I didn't know that you uh, I thought I thought um, Firewire was just plug and play just do whatever you want whenever you want I didn't realise that it's probably a good idea to have the thing with all the electricity running through it which is the Power Mac G4 turned off before you connect it to another computer <laughs> yeah <laughs> so, so I uh, I had the uh, the Firewire connector plugged into the power book and then I plugged it into the power into the Power Mac G4, the desktop, and the machine froze. And I heard this crack. And yeah. I looked over at the 12-inch power book, and I just saw coming out of the side the keyboard where the Firewire port was this puff of smoke. Huh. <laughs> funny enough, Firewire never worked on that laptop ever again. No, yeah, really? <laughs> yeah. That's surprising. Yeah, I. It's, ugh, that's. <laughs> That's not good. Yeah, definitely. Well, it wasn't. It was because those machine, that particular machine, only had USB one point one, and no slot for plugging anything else in. So Firewire four hundred was the only fast way of getting stuff <laughs> on and off it, and I killed it. <laughs> yeah, been there, done that, dude. Yeah. <clears throat> what I wanted to talk about when it came to Android is I've been reading some uh, statistics the last couple of days, and it shows uh, adoption of. Windows 8, um, PC sales, lumping in tablets but not phones into total PC sales. And no surprise there when they do that, Apple's way ahead of everybody else because you put in the iPads with Macs and it's just, it's not even fair. Mm -hmm. But putting the Apple equation aside for the discussion here, I noticed some startling... Uh, Statistics jumping out at me. And that is PC makers, for the most part, that concentrate only on Windows. In other words, they don't have Android tablets or Android laptops. It's just pretty much Windows. Yeah. Are doing really badly. And they're selling less and less and less machines. And those who are selling, you know, Chromebooks and, uh, you know, the, the laptops that are basically, it's a laptop, but it has Android operating system on it. They're selling more and more, and they're rising in the ranks. So 
I came to the conclusion, and I'm probably late to the party, to be honest, but I came to the conclusion that Android isn't the enemy of iOS or Apple. It's the enemy of Microsoft and Windows. And what we're seeing, and it's still very early days, and uh, I don't think it's going to get any better for Windows. I don't think Windows 8.1 is going to be the savior that Microsoft is hoping for. But we're still very early days, but I see Android eating into Windows 8 or Windows whatever market share and eventually surpassing it. Not just in, in, in tablets, because let's be honest, Windows 8 is also tablet, but in laptops. Because I think for the majority of people out there now, David, they don't need Windows. They're, they're every day, what they do with their computers doesn't involve Windows. It, it involves apps and going to Facebook and checking email and shopping on Amazon and, and that sort of thing. Instagram and Twitter. I don't think Windows is going to go away, don't get me wrong, any more than I think the Mac is going away anytime soon. And in business, it's kind of a different story. But that, too, is slowly changing. But I see a time... I think within the next three to four years that in laptop computers, and let's be honest, that's what's selling. People aren't buying desktops, you know, like they used to. Laptops are far exceeding desktops and sales. More laptops are going to be sold running Android than Windows. Your thoughts? Um... I'm not sure I completely agree. Good. It would be a boring show if you disagreed with me. Yeah, anyway. I just went, yeah, that's great, Tim. Yep, let's, uh, let's talk about something else. Yeah. Check out this new game I got. <laughs> I think the problem with that thesis is that Android laptops are not a great experience. And that is because Android is, um, how, how can I put this? It, the the design mindset behind Android is not does not thought is not has not been thought up with the use of a computer, right? Because yeah. it's such a new operating system. But as these numbers are clearly showing, that doesn't seem to be a determining factor for the end user. Well, the first first thing I'd say is I'm always very very skeptical of analyst numbers. I think that I know but this wasn't just one I was looking at. I was looking at a, a three or four different reports. Yeah. And sales figures and, and what the I, operating I, system is running on those devices. Okay. Let, let me, uh, we have, my company has a research arm who generates reports like these. And sometimes I have to write reports like these where somebody asks me to analyze a market. And the thing is, is that kind of the inside track on how these reports are written is that they're, they're not necessarily given to the best people in the company because there's an awful lot of legwork to do to actually generate the numbers. So they tend to be given to the cheapest, more lower people in the company. And they're given to them with a deadline for publication and they're expected to come up with some numbers. And they're then given a whole pile of source information they have to collate and compile into those numbers. Now... When you're actually doing that, you end up having to make a whole load of assumptions to cover either gaps in the data or things you don't necessarily understand. And those assumptions can be quite critical. 
and most mostly when these reports are reported on certainly even if they're not if it's not elaborated in the detail of the report the assumptions aren't stated so those those numbers can be wrong even if three or four different sources come up with them they're probably using the same source data and similar methodologies they've encountered the same problems in terms of data that's missing where they've had to make assumptions and they've probably made the same sort of assumptions to actually generate their numbers so i i'm always skeptical of analyst numbers because i know that at the end of the day there's some poor schmuck there who's been told generate a market analysis and you have to have all the you know it has to add up to 100 percent at the end <laughs> so uh, those guys will do that because that's what they're paid to do but that doesn't necessarily mean the numbers are dead on right as if you were to go to samsung to google to apple and actually get their internal sales numbers, which are the only real numbers that well, two of the reports that I'm I'm referring to, that's all they were looking at is the sales yeah. figures from the companies and what the device is, and then yeah, but the, you know, the for, researchers you know, looked to see what operating systems are running on those devices that the sales reports you, are on. Yeah, and but you know, you clear. know, yeah, you know from from Apple's numbers though, from the quarterly reporting they do that they don't always break down. They don't certainly break everything down into every category. No, but it, when know. it comes to operating systems, it's very clear with Apple. If it's an iPad or an iPhone or iPod Touch, that's iOS. If it's a Mac, it's yeah. But it's I, Mac. but again, I I don't think you can count. I mean, I don't know how many iPod Touches they sell or iPhones they sell, but I don't think you can count those against PC device numbers. No, I and think they don't. And these and these reports right. weren't doing that. It was iPad only sales. Okay, but in but in, it, in the you know what they, I'm trying they, to focus it, on isn't necessarily the current numbers it's the trend and yeah well, when but you look again, at the companies the that is, don't have anything to do with android their overall sales is going way down not yeah, just in and, tablets and, and, but in laptops gonna, as well i was going to come on to that because because that my first point was i don't necessarily trust the numbers i think trend analysis based on the numbers is even worse because then you've got to try and predict what's going to happen in the market in the future that's real crystal ball gazing and Everyone tends to, well, you know, it grew by 20% this quarter, so it's going to keep on going like that in perpetuity. Well, you know, it's more complicated than that. It so is, that, but if, I, if you're yeah. looking at usage and you're, you're looking at a broader picture for a consumer market, what are people doing on their electronic devices nowadays? Yeah, I, I, well, and that, that's another point, really, because if you look at usage numbers on the web it's clear that Apple dominates there. And, and even Tim Cook's been known to say, well, we keep being told there's all these Android devices being activated, being sold, whatever. Where are they? Because people don't appear to be using them on the internet. There, there, there is, some, there is some, something weird going on with these number analysis that I don't think stacks up. But let's put that to one side for a minute. The other, the other part of your argument is the decline in PCs. And I completely agree with you there. I think um, Microsoft has severely mismanaged... I would argue that the rollout of Windows 8 has been has been a worse mismanagement than Windows Vista was. I agree. Um, because they've thrown new hardware into the mix, they've confused the market with a, a different version of Windows 8 that only runs on certain devices. Um, we know from the fact they've had to take a write-down on the RT devices that those have not been remotely successful. Nope. Um, 
Yes, it doesn't surprise me at all. I think there's an awful lot of people who are looking at new computers and are saying, well, well, my least favorite choice is to go out and buy a Windows machine with Windows 8 on it, so what else can I buy? And I think they're buying all sorts of other things. I think they're buying tablets. I think they're buying Macs. I think they're buying um, Chromebooks or, or whatever the, uh, uh, the, the Google devices are. There aren't actually that many laptops on the market at the moment that run Android as opposed to Google Chrome. Uh, and Google Chrome OS is is a kind of different from Android in that effectively it's a browser and running in a virtual machine. It's not really Correct. Android at all. So there are very few devices, uh, computing devices that aren't portable that run Android. Um, but I think yes, absolutely, I would I would agree with the the thesis that um, uh, that Windows 8 is really taking a kicking. I think 8.1, from my use, actually fixes most of the problems that people have with it. Um, I mean, but it's isn't good that enough. Going to be a perception problem because the average uh, consumer yeah. is not like us that's going. Right. Well, I'm just going to no, wait for eight. That's 8. it. 1. The, the problem is, yeah, the problem is, you're absolutely right. It fixes most of the problems people had had with Windows 8.0, but I don't think anybody's going to find out about it unless they try it. And I think um, that ship has sailed for an awful lot of the consumer market, and certainly in the business market. I don't know. I know hardly anybody is touching Windows 8. No. Now. We've, as I explained a couple of weeks ago, we've just rolled out new laptops within the business, uh, and we've rolled out Windows Seven on them. And uh, I received mine a couple of weeks ago, and they're, they're you know, they're they're kind of nice. They're business class Ultrabooks from Lenovo. They're okay. They've got a few problems with them, but Lenovo they're all right. Is number two on the on all of these. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, we've rolled out Windows Seven along with some technology that will allow us to upgrade all the machines remotely to Windows Eight when we feel we need to. Now. RIT people have put a build on those machines that I don't like very much. It uses some um, firewall and uh, antivirus software that I find slows the machines really down. Sure. And they they know that I'm a technical guy. They know that I'm not the sort of guy who leans on them for support. They know that I have a Mac on my desk that I use most of the time. And when I want to run Windows apps, you know, at my desktop, I run them in a virtual machine. I don't run the laptop. I don't actually use the laptop. They give me that often. So... They're happy for me to do whatever I want. And so what I've done is I've shrunk down the partition they've put on there and I create a whole load of space and I've put Windows 8 on on my laptop because having gotten used to it with the tablet, the Windows 8 tablet I've got, I'm quite happy to use it on a day-by-day basis. Um, and I'm kind of used to it now and I find that it does some things I really like and the things I don't really like don't really bother me that much. Um, and I find on, on these new machines it runs a little bit better than Windows 7, so I'm happy to do that. But I, I accept that I'm very much an edge case. I think, as I say, anybody going out to buy a new computer today who's not into computers is going to avoid Windows 8 as much as possible. And um, I think that's a problem that Microsoft is not going to be able to overcome until they go to Windows 9. So, so PC sales aren't going to go down as a result because effectively Windows is the only thing you can get for a PC now. Because Linux doesn't really count. No, it doesn't. But I, I do think, with all that being said, Android is going to continue to evolve. It's going to become more popular on laptops. And here's the problem for Microsoft. And it's not just in the consumer market, but it's uh, in every market. Well, every Windows market, let me put it that way. Because I think they're pretty safe when it comes to servers and managed services. I think they're going to be fine there. And yeah. personally, I think that's the future of their company, that and the entertainment division. Uh, that being said, 
I think that the biggest problem for Microsoft is there's a perception that they're old, that you don't need Windows anymore with consumers. But for Microsoft, traditionally, who's selling Windows machines? Well, they're partners. And with Microsoft moving into the hardware business and the partners selling multiple devices, not just Windows, but Android, and they're seeing that they're making more profit on selling at least, uh, you know, let's say they, they, they can, they get Windows for 50 bucks. They have to give, kick 50 bucks back to Microsoft for every copy of Windows pre-installed, right? It's probably yep. less than that, depending on how many you sell, but let's, let's use 50 bucks. If you sell a half a million dollars or a half a million units, and for every one of those units, you have to kick Microsoft 50 bucks, or if you're using Android, guess what they're not kicking back? The point is, mm. Microsoft is really pissing off their partners. The partners are selling less and less Microsoft devices, and there's no licensing fees associated with Android. I think I, the writing to, is on the wall. I really do. And it's not just I, the consumers. It's going to be these companies going, you know what? We can make more money selling a less, less capable machine by putting Android on it. And the consumers don't seem to mind. We'll just put Google Play on there, pre-installed. We'll skin it with our Samsung you know, thing or a Livono or whatever. And look, they're still selling. Yeah. I, I, I do see that, that argument. I, what I don't see is is the the right level of investment development in Android to make it a full computing operating system. I don't I don't think at this point it's even as good as iOS is in terms of the. I agree, but I, I think there's a still a lot a long way to go, and I don't think that the the emphasis emphasis here on Android is necessarily going to be just tablets like Apple is doing with iOS. That's what makes iOS so good. They know yeah. exactly the hardware it's going to run on. So they optimize it for that hardware and the user experience and the customer is the customer. It's not the advertising agency, blah, blah, blah. Um, whereas Android, you're going to have a lot of these manufacturers who are taking the core of Android and changing it to run on their devices. So the development yeah. platform is going to be much larger for Android. Now you're going to have it, fragmentation and yes, I understand yeah. all that, but that's not their concern. And as a consumer, when you walk in, it may look a little different, but it's all going to be basically a Windows-looking machine, even though it's running Android. It, you open up the laptop, there's apps running, you know, there's a keyboard, there's a trackpad. I, I can get on Facebook and Twitter. You know, I, I think that yeah. Windows is in a lot of trouble there. I, I understand what you're saying. I think I think that probably the only thing that, that gives Microsoft some time to turn this around is the fact that I mean, even in the Android tablet space at the moment, you look at the tablet apps that are available. All they are are their Windows, uh, their Android phone apps that have been adjusted for the screen. They've not been rewritten from scratch. They don't make best use of this space. And I think uh, manufacturers going to Android laptops, it will be the same sort of deal. I think the software experience is going to be very poor. And I don't see Android developers, they're always going to develop for phones first because there's so many of them out there. They're not putting the level, I don't know whether it's a tool set problem or whether they just can't be bothered or um, it's too hard. But 
they're not putting the level of development into the apps for non-phone platforms that they need to to make Android into the success you're suggesting. And I think without the right level of software, um, software is king. Software is key. The, the massive explosion on iOS you know, has come purely from the fact that they, they opened up an app store and the right development platform. Because, you know, it was it was... I remember what the first iPhone was like. It was a great... It was a great device, but you know, you spend half an hour with it, and you'd used everything it did, and you'd think, right, what now? But you know, the difference I, is, I, oh, yeah, and, and usage at the time, is a lot say, different oh, I, now. I could you, at the time you could say, oh well, I can browse the web with it, I can do things on the web, but that wasn't enough. And I don't think, um, you know, even with the rise of Facebook and Twitter and all these other things as well, I don't think the web is enough. I think people always want to be able to do things on their computers that don't involve being connected to the to the cloud. Being, oh, I agree. Yeah, but and, for and, and what for that most need, people are using though, David, it's ninety percent online. I mean, no, well, yeah, give yeah. someone a laptop and don't give them access to the internet, and watch what they do with a laptop. Well, what it, I think the question comes down is what do want people want their laptops to be able to do? Well, but that's, that's what, my whole point. They, and what they're what doing they is Facebook, and what they're doing is yeah, Twitter. But, but and what they also want to do is they also want to play decent games. They no, also want most people don't. Though. Want, that's just it. Uh, and if you I want to play they, decent games, that's when you're getting uh, more of a gaming platform. That's why the Xbox and the PS3 and the Wii and the Wii. Well, I don't. I don't. I don't. I, I I agree that hardcore gamers, that's what they want, but I think there's an awful lot of casual gamers out there who just want to be able to, on whatever device they're on, play a decent game. So but see, they, I don't think they're doing that on laptops. I think that's all moved to tablets and phones now. All of that yeah, casual I, gaming, that's where that's at. And that's so, why I say so what, give them a laptop with Windows on it that's not connected to the Internet and watch what they do. But, and you can load it up with games and any program you want. I guarantee you they'll spend not even a quarter of the time that they would have if it was connected to the internet. They just don't have any interest. There's nothing for Most, them to do. I, I think, they can't stream I think, Netflix. They can't... I, yeah. No, that, that's, that's right. That's fine. But I think most people who are not technical do not want to be told... That you, know, you go and go to my parents and you say to them, okay, so here's the way it's going to be in a few years' time. That if you want to play games or you want to watch video, then you need a tablet. If you want to communicate while you're out about, you need to buy a phone. And then if you want to do anything else, then you need a laptop running Android. They're going to go, I don't want to buy three things. I want to buy one thing that does all of those things. Why should I buy three? Right, and that's most what, of the time it's going to be a say. phone because that's the well, one. Well, no, it's not going to be a phone because, because because an awful lot of people you put communicating in there. No, as soon as you put as soon as you say a phone, people say, "I don't want a phone. I don't want a contract. I don't want to give my kid a phone. I don't want them to have a con- have a contract to pay for. The contracts are expensive. I want something that doesn't mean having a contract." And there are pl- there are th- there are plenty of use cases where you say. The tablet can't fulfill that because you want the keyboard, you want the mouse, you want the uh, the bigger screen, and at that point you need something like a laptop. And I if disagree. You're gonna I have, think they're going to go you're with have a, the hard- No, they're going to go with the tablet. Well, how can you how can you do that if you say, "Well, I'm sorry, I can't look at a 10-inch screen. I need a 20-inch screen." How many people are getting a 20-inch screen though? That's the whole point. They're not glass. buying desktops anymore, David. They're no, buying I, laptops with 
13 yeah, inch but they're screens. Buy, they're buying laptops with a 13 inch or a 15 inch screen. Mm-hmm. I think there's plenty of people who would balk at going down to a 10 inch screen. You know what? I'm sat in front of a MacBook Air here, 11 inch MacBook Air. The first thing I thought when I opened it up, I haven't opened it up for a week, was, wow, that screen's small. But you sit a lot farther away from that laptop than you're going to be holding a tablet. If you have no, a 10 inch tablet, it's effectively <laughs> a 27 inch screen where you hold I it have, in your face. I have a 10 inch tablet sat at my desk. Yeah, and I and I use a seven-inch tablet at home, and yet I still opened up the laptop and I thought, well, that screen's a bit small. I, I, when you're sat in front of a keyboard, it does something to the screen. It makes the screen seem smaller. On a tablet, it doesn't seem as much of a problem. Because you prob- hold it closer. Yeah, but the problem with a tablet is you still need to be able to type on it. And, and people, not, you know, we don't like pe- typing on glass, but... The generations coming you know up, what? they're growing can, up on tape, typing I can on live glass. With, I can live with typing on glass. I, I type on glass with mine most of the time. But the point is, as soon as you bring a soft keyboard up, you lose that 10-inch screen becomes a 5-inch strip. That's yeah, but that's problem. a software problem. That's not a hardware it's, problem. Well, they, no, it's a, it's a hardware problem because the software, there's no, there's no way to, to beat the laws of physics. You need something with a, a button big enough for your finger underneath the finger, and that means that you can't see the, where the screen where it is. You True. still need a keyboard on these devices. True. And a lot of people, they don't want to go to the hassle of having something separate, having to pair Bluetooth devices or anything like that, having to try and prop the tablet up somewhere where they can type on it, kind of do that whole... Um, you know, kind of turn this into a semi-tablet thing. They say, I don't want to do any of that. I just want to have the tablet, have the laptop on my lap and pull it open. There's a screen, there's a keyboard, off I go. And the problem is as soon as you put that forward, and that's what you're saying, you're saying everyone's buying laptops and I think those laptops are going to be running Android. Yep. Yeah, and I don't disagree with you. What I'm saying is as soon as you do that, what's running on the laptop needs to be more than just the operating system. It needs to be an app ecosystem, and the Android app ecosystem is lousy. It's okay for phones. For everything else, it's lousy. And until it – I don't know who it's going to be. It could be manufacturers. It could be manufacturers like Acer who said this week we're, we're scaling back on what we're doing with Windows. We are concentrating on Android. Yeah, it could be Acer. It could be Uh, somebody else it could be google somebody needs to stimulate that app development market to say you've got to write apps that work on these devices well just as well as they do on the phones and that doesn't mean taking the phone app and making it bigger that means rewriting the app it'll be independent independent software makers because they're the ones that are going to start seeing look there's a treasure trove you have a really good word processing app for instance a really good email app that blows everything else away on Android, you're going to make money on it, especially as more devices start running Android that people are going to spend money for apps such as a laptop. I think less people are inclined on an Android tablet or phone to spend money on apps. I think the mindset changes when they're sitting at a computer. Yeah. And if that computer happens to be running Android, I think it's going to make a big difference. But I, I think the things need to go in parallel. If What will happen is if, if device manufacturers come out with Android tablets and there's no software, then they won't sell. Correct. And if they won't sell, then they'll stick with it for a year and then they'll drop them like a hot potato and go and find something else. Probably. And, but we know Windows yeah. isn't selling well. We know Android has all the buzz. Well, tablets have all the buzz right yeah. now. And now, if the, you could play the same games, if you could use the same apps on your laptop and they sync say through your Google Plus account or something, 
on your laptop and your tablet or your phone, I think it's it's a it's a win win. But here's where I'm here's I'm going to disagree with you on a few things. I think that you're wrong when it says they're not going to buy the phone; they're going to buy a, a laptop. I don't agree with you there, and here's why: everybody has a phone. Everybody, it's the one thing that you can't do without. More people are getting rid of their landlines now and just having a cell phone. That's that's their phone now, and it's wherever they go. That's where that's with them. The problem is. When you said you give them a choice, what are you doing with these devices? The one thing that you cannot take out of the equation is making a phone call. You can't make yeah. a phone call on a laptop. It's very difficult on a tablet. It's just too damn big to take with you. But wherever you're at, whether you're at home, you're in the car, you're at work, at the school, wherever you're at, your phone is always with you. So that's going not, to be the one yeah. thing that they cannot replace. And that's why Apple and Google have a huge advantage over everybody else because it's a mobile platform that's has a phone app. Cause let's be honest, these devices aren't phones yeah. anymore. They're little They're computers, computers. Yeah. and the phone is just an app. But, but I think, I think you'll find that, that may, everyone will have a phone, but you'll find very few people will actually use it as a computer. They, I mean, you think that's it's hard to of the get size, but could you imagine yeah. if you, if you get home, you sit in front of your laptop and, it's really not a laptop. It's running Android, yes. It has some apps on it, yes. But all it really does is it communicates via Bluetooth with your phone. And now all your apps and everything that's on your phone, all your documents, everything is now right there as yeah. soon as you open your laptop. People have tried those devices before. They just don't sell. They don't sell they because just, the technology really wasn't there well enough before. I, I, I think it's I think advancing to the point now where for, for wireless communications, happen, yeah. the cloud, everything is just happening so much better. Apple would clean up if they came up with a product I, like I, this. I, I, I was just about to say, I think the only people in the market who could actually do that and pull that off would be Apple or Google. I don't think anybody else, I don't think Samsung, I don't think Acer, I don't think Asus, anybody of the other, other manufacturers could do that. because I they think Microsoft could do that. I don't think they will because they don't have the leadership to see that far in the future and to really get it. They don't really get their customers. Uh, you know what? You know, I'll, t- I'll tell you what I think Microsoft are going to do, uh, in my opinion. They are going to go gangbusters in getting people developing for the Metro side of the Windows 8 platform. Yep. And that is, that is their advantage because this scenario we're talking about... Well, they're trying to, desk- by the way. They're actually yeah. trying to pay you, developers yeah. no, but to make I, apps, I, and they I th- can't. I, they're yeah, not taking th- the money. I think, I think, I think they they are thinking on it very hard. They will figure out a way to do it, and I think if they if they manage to get that to happen, yeah, then this scenario we're talking about could play out. But it will be Windows Metro style devices on the desktop rather than Android devices. Because I'll tell you, having used quite a few Metro apps now. Um, I've bought a few. I've, there's a few I've trialed, and there's a few that, that I've got for free. If the, if the Metro app's done well, it's it's a pretty good it's a pretty good experience. Yep. It it looks very good. It's very slick. Um, it, it, one thing Windows 8 does that's much much better than iOS is, uh, particularly on the Metro side, is the way the apps integrate and talk to each other. The, the way biggest you can problem they have apps. though is that is that adoption. They're, they were yeah at a minimum get, three years behind at a maximum seven. It's the same thing. If the software is there, the adoption will come. And it's the same with Android. If the software is there, the adoption will come. The reason that people are adopting Android phones at the moment is just because it's the only alternative to uh, to a, an, a, an iPhone or, well, or an that, Apple device if you don't want to spend that sort of money. Yeah, well, no, it's the same amount of money. Um, 
it's well, the it's not. There are there are some real yes. There are some yeah. cheapy cheapy phones, but yeah. Apple never had a chance on getting those people anyways. At least with their current lineup, we'll see if this plastic iPhone that everyone's rumoring about online is going to happen. If that will make any difference at all, I don't think it will. Um, it's the education level of these devices with the users. The people that are just now getting into smartphones within the last two years, they don't know the difference, David, between an iPhone and an Android. To them, no. it's all iPhones. It's who yeah. makes this iPhone? Oh, this is an iPhone from Samsung. Oh, this is one from, you know, whoever. They don't see them as different devices anymore. No. It's it's yeah. how much can yeah. I get it for? And oh, I like the look of this one. This one has a bigger the frag- screen. Well, I like that, it. that's the thing. The fragment the fragmentation that Android come has comes about because if you if you are a non technical user, you walk into a phone store, uh, and you say, okay, well, I'm I'm looking at an iPhone. You pick it up, and you think, oh, it's a bit small. Um, then they can say, oh, well, these Android ones, we can have one that's a little bit bigger, uh, one that's a lot bigger, or one that's in between. Uh, if somebody picks an, uh, an iPhone 5 up and says, oh, you know, I'm, I'm not sure I want black or white, they can go, well, over here we have Android ones that are red, we have Windows Nokia Lumas that are yellow. We, you know, they can have all of that different choice, and that's what guides the conversation. Yep. And, and to somebody who doesn't care, what, who doesn't understand what's running behind the glass... Those are those. Those are the sales decisions that that they're making. It's the same way that you know some of the some of the stupid cars that people have bought over the years. You know, ridiculous cars like the. Uh you remember that Chrysler PT Cruiser, sure. the thing that looked like a throwback, throwback fifties hearse. Yep. Yeah. People, people bought that not because it was a great car, because it wasn't, but they bought it because they walked in, they liked the look of it. Absolutely. Yeah. They didn't, and, and they didn't care about what it was like to drive or what the engine was like or anything like that. They just thought, oh, well, that looks kind of cool. And of course, then it, it it goes out of style, and they want to get rid of it for something else. These Android phones are exactly the same. It's like, well, I like the look of that one. You know, I but like see, I the think idea. That's, it, it, what you're doing right now, David, though, is you're agreeing with what I was saying about laptops and Microsoft losing ground to Android. I think the same thing is true with laptops now. Because they've been around so long, people that bought Microsoft laptops five years ago, they're not happy with those laptops anymore. And when they go in, they don't know the difference between what operating system it is. They're looking no, at all these laptops. They're all sitting right next to each other. They start playing with them, and they pick the one that's in their price range and that they like. I and think I don't think it diff- has anything yeah. to do with the operating system. No, I, I think I think the difference there is that unlike phones, which smartphones, which have been about been around for five six years, most people, even people of older generations, are familiar with the background of twenty five years of computers. Yes, but you got to remember they, the they, people that are uh, buying computers for the first time now are not, that's it's a whole different generation, David. If yeah, you're less yeah. than thirty years old right now, you're probably what at least thirty five percent of people buying these devices. You have no loyalty to Microsoft at all, and you could give a shit. No, in fact, it might even be no, worse. It's, it's you, not, I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about brand loyalty. I'm talking about the fact that people, just because as they've come up through the school system and what they've seen on TV and everything, are familiar with the fact that to use a computer you need software, and you need to consider what software runs on the computer you want to buy. I don't think people understand. But they're not going to get that information when they phones. go to the store. 
Well, they are going to get that information. If they go and look at a, a computer running Android and they say, well, what, what software is available for it? Does it run Microsoft Office? And they are going to ask that question because everybody's heard of Microsoft no, Office. I've looked at, and when I've the guy says, stores, no, man, it doesn't. They don't do that. Un- they go there, they un- launch the web browser, they, they look at that a little bit, they look around the key- keyboard, they look underneath it, they close the device, they open the device, they pick it up to see how heavy it is, then they make the decision. They're not. I think they're not they, going yeah. through application because there's no applications already on the device. But, but in the store, what's going what's to happen in that in that circumstance? They're going to take it home. They're going to then start trying to figure out what they're going to use it for. If they're going to find there's no decent software, and they're going to bring it back to the store and say this isn't any good. Maybe. Um, I, I think I think it, that that app, the software ecosystem, is vitally important. It's more important for computers and laptops even than it is for the phones. I agree, but I not, don't think that the Android laptop is weak. When it comes well, to software, well, what uh, find find me some decent Office software that runs an Android laptop. Point oh, point it to me. Bring, open let Office me look does. at the website now. Open Office. Uh, open Office runs on an Android laptop. Yes, and so does uh, the Google. The, all of Google stuff does. Yeah, but Google, you've got to be online. Uh, yeah, but everyone's online, can, David. There's no, no online but, computing anymore. You know what? We got to stop 30, thinking 30, about that. Thirty thirty percent. Um, what seventeen percent or something like that of people in the in the U.S. still only have dial-up or nothing? I'm sorry, you can't assume that that's the case. Yeah, but the people that are on dial-up or nothing aren't heavy computer technology users. They're living. Now, how do you know that? Because they're living in rural areas, and if you're living uh, in rural do- areas, you're spending a lot more time doing stuff you know outside. What? Those. No, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry that I think I think that's a that's a, a pipe dream. I think there are rural areas, there are large towns in rural areas with bad internet where the schools, the businesses, everybody is using computers, but they're just not doing it the West Coast Google way. I, I would, I would, and it's the same in this country as well. Sure, but, they're, but, go, but when you look at what they're still using, David, they're still, a lot of those places are still on, at the newest stuff no, is this no, they're not. Then it's that's not the, that's not the case at all. They're going on buying computers just like anybody else. They're yeah. not. They're not saying, oh well, because we've got no internet, we're going to run a computer from ten years ago. You'd be, well, going if you're talking com- about the governments and you're talking about the schools. Yeah, that's exactly what's happening. Well, that's that's a that's a money situation. That's sure. not a choice situation. But I'm talking about well, that's the money situation is your because average they live business. In a rural if, you're, area. You're mar, if you're mar and par shop, yeah, in a in a. You know, in a, in a town in the middle of nowhere that has bad internet, wants to run a computer to do their business, to do their banking, and all of that sort of thing, they are not going to say, "Or oh, because we've got no internet, we have to have an old computer." They're going to go out and buy a modern computer, and then they're going to make do with with the software that they can get for it. And those are the people who rely on the software that runs locally on the machine. Well, but and, see, and that's those, the thing. They, the, no. the Android devices will run a lot of those apps locally. Uh, Open but Office those, is but a download. I'm telling you, those apps are just not available. The, there is not good software for Android. There's not great software. I, I will give there's you that. But, there's not great software that runs locally on Android right. at the moment for anything bigger than a phone. And, and that's the thing that's going to hold it back. But that's and, and changing, it's about, and it's changing until, quickly. Well, it, yeah, but it, it, it has to change. I'm, you know, I'm looking while we're talking about this. I'm looking at articles now about things like Open Office, LibreOffice, and all this sort of things. And it's all, oh yeah, it's nearly ready. Oh, it'll be here any day now. Mm-hmm. There's, but it's not actually coming out. And the reason it's not coming out is because I think the the resources aren't there to develop them because the market's not there. It's a chicken yeah. and egg situation. Right. They need the market first, but that market is growing, and it's growing because of Microsoft's partners or ex-partners, if you will, 
because they're starting to leave Microsoft because it's they they're starting to feel that Microsoft's really not supporting them, that their software isn't popular, no one's using it, but yet everyone's starting to use Android. So there's a huge shift, and it goes back to what I first started saying. There's a huge shift coming in the next yeah. three to five years. I don't disagree, and I, I think this is I think this is Microsoft's space to lose. Oh, I and they're going to have to they're going to have to work very hard. However, I think. Um, as as what we've seen with the non growth of Linux over 10, 12 years. Yeah, but that's a different comes case, about, case entirely. No, I, 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 I'm, I'm, no, I don't. I think many of the people who develop for Android are in a similar sort of position no. to Linux developers. No. It's it's niche. The resources no. aren't there. Mm-mm. They've got kind of a you know it's it's because Android and Linux is effectively the same thing. No, but it's not. You know, so it really a lot of people have embraced, dis- embraced it very much the same with way. your theses. The people that you know who the, who's developing for Android. It's the same people who are developing for iOS. Because they launched on iOS first, they saw a lot of success, and then they launched on Android, and they're not seeing hardly any success at all. And And at first, well, at first it was because because people weren't buying, because the only people that were buying Android devices at the beginning were the hardcore geeks, and they were just pirating everything. But as the adoption rate of Android keeps going up and up, because that's what the hardware manufacturers are putting on these devices more and more people will start, and we're already starting to see that, will start developing for Android and will start paying for Android apps, whether well, it's on a laptop think- or a, a desktop or a, a phone or a tablet. <clears throat> they will, and they are. In fact, I think, I think we need to see it should be um, a trivial matter to type words into Google to cut to bring up decent, good quality, large screen Android apps. Yep, I for agree. This to and that's not there yet. And, and at the moment, it's not there. Absolutely. I am. I am not as not as certain as you are that people are beavering away on these applications. I don't think it's happening. Um, well, and I it's think, not happening I think, at the point that uh, Google needs it to happen. And that's why I still say no. three to five years. Here's the reason, and it has nothing to do with Microsoft or laptops. Apple. Because as much as we want to say, yeah, eventually Google's going to eat Microsoft's lunch, Apple is out there kicking everyone's butt because they're selling more devices. uh, They're much more reliable. People seem to really be passionate about them, and they're not changing platforms. You you hardly ever see anybody get an iPhone and then give it up for an Android. Now, yes, I see that occasionally, but I see a lot more people giving up a crappy Android device for an iPhone or an iPad. I I agree, and 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 I think I think there's been numbers in the last couple of weeks that that while I you know I just I say you you have to be skeptical sometimes of numbers. Yeah. Um. There there seems to be a lot of evidence that um once people switch to iPhone they don't tend to switch away again. So the now the question then then becomes is Apple themselves constrained by their OS ten history because. To take advantage of this of this idea that we're putting forward, what they really need to do is to the next iPad needs to be effectively a MacBook Air running iOS, mm-hmm. and uh, and you know if they did that at a price that was less than what you currently pay for a MacBook Air, would they clean up? And and the question is, would they ever do that? Because they would. Well, they don't terrified. have to right now because they're both selling extremely well, and they're not going to yeah. cannibalize their own business. Although there is a precedence for that, yeah, uh, within Apple. But if anybody's going to cannibal, uh, cannibalize that business, it's going to be Apple's going to cannibalize their own business. The question is, does Apple 
I mean, they're a gutsy company, but do they have the guts to put up with the howls of protest from long-term Mac and OS X fans no. if they were to come up with an iOS version of the MacBook Air for, say, uh, $600? No. Because I don't, don't think iOS necessarily is uh, the right platform for that. It's a platform, unlike Android, it's a platform that was specifically designed for just touchscreen computers. And mm-hmm. I don't think anybody really wants a touchscreen laptop. It's just the the ergonomics of it doesn't work well. Yeah, and I'd so, agree with that. Yeah, so I, a- Apple, no. That's where Apple was smart. And unlike Android and unlike Microsoft, they developed two distinct operating systems that, if you want to call them related, are distant cousins at best. Yeah. That, that have strengths in what they're supposed to do. Uh, combine that with the iOS curated software selection. You know, you know you're not going to get crapware. You know that's infecting stuff, and Apple's really good with that. And I, no, I don't think Apple's going to combine these two within the next three to five years. Now, ten years well, from the, now, yeah, that might be a different story. But the problem then for Apple is that if Android laptops take the desktop world over, no, they take they it have- over from. Microsoft. There's a big difference. From Microsoft. Right. I don't see well, Apple sales slowing down anytime soon. I have but, seen uh, the PC sales slow down. But if, but yeah, but, but if they but eat then you're into gonna end that, up with a but then you're gonna end up with a market where if you buy non Apple, you're paying much less for your laptop than if you buy Apple. Right. I know that's the situation now, but it becomes even more marked. No, because um, here's the diff- here's the problem with that, Dave. The the manufacturers themselves are gonna keep prices around um the same levels as they are now, they'll just have higher margins. That's what they want. I, That's what I don't Apple believe, has, and I don't they believe, want that. I don't believe the PC market's mature enough to do that. I don't think I don't know. I'm they seeing a lot of changes lately. They can't, they can't help themselves. No, you that's know what? true, too. <laughs> they, they engineer a laptop, and then they can't help it. They say, oh, look, here's a way to take um, $30 off the manufacturing cost. That means we can drop the uh, end user price by $100. That means we can undercut everyone else. Let's do that. They can't help themselves. Look what happened with netbooks. Nobody could, nobody could engineer that form factor into a more expensive version that was successful. All they did was constantly make them worse and worse and worse. Because they couldn't help themselves, yep. and I don't, I don't think, I don't think it would be any different for Android tablets at all. And look at the reception that that Google won them when they launched that Chromebook Pixel, mm-hmm. which was a thousand dollar online netbook. People thought, well, people thought they were crazy, and the things never sold. I mean, it never even gets talked about in the tech press anymore. It's you a know, gorgeous it's machine, a big, though. It's a gorgeous machine, but it's a big white elephant, and it's not, it's not going to sell. And I, I think the the PC manufacturers are so they because they well, have. Why do you got, think it's not going to sell? Or why? It, because why do you it think is it hasn't? because it, it well because it, it isn't selling because people don't want to spend thousand dollars on something that is less functional than a, a MacBook. Right, and it goes back to price. apps. They don't have a, a Chromebook apps, yeah. app store. If that thing was running Android, I think it would be a a much better seller. I really oh, do. I, st- I still don't. I still don't. I mean, it's got a. It's got a re- effective arrest in the display. I think the software problem for it would be even worse under Android than it is under Chromebook. Uh, at least with a browser, you can render for it. Um, again, it, you know, I think I think this is a critically important thing that app ecosystem has got to be there, and I think Apple's demonstrated what you can do if you have that. 
Yeah. They dem- you know, they, they basically created a tablet market out of nothing. Microsoft had been banging away at tablets for 10, 12 years, and Apple came along and in two years destroyed it. Yep. And it's on the back of applications. It's not on the – the hardware is great. Don't get me wrong. The hardware for, for, uh, for those tablets is absolutely great, but the, the devices themselves don't sell it. Nope. It's the it's, the, it's the software it's the software that sells it, and if the software is not there, people won't buy. Right, and I think and the, the software, software will be there for Android laptops. I really do, and I'm intrigued to see how the how the uh, how the tech industry responds to that challenge. Well, if you see a big jump no. in sales, in well, it doesn't even have to be a big jump. If you see a three or four percent jump in Android laptops, you're going to see the companies that make the most popular Windows software start seriously consider porting it over to uh, that kind of a, you know, a device. Yeah. Well, David, we've been talking for almost an hour now. We haven't taken any break, so we should probably uh, wrap this up, drop in an ad for the stoplight. Now, good, lively discussions today. And I'd be interested to know what what our listeners think. Yeah, definitely. you use an Android laptop? You know, let me answer that first, David. Probably not, but that's because I'm entrenched in the mac but yeah i don't know if i wasn't already entrenched in a mac and i can go buy a a 499 laptop that effectively looks like a macbook pro or a macbook air because let's be honest that's what the pc makers are doing out there they're just aping apple's designs man i don't know i i think i would seriously consider it let me let me tell you. I, I, I mentioned I'm going to be in Hong Kong in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. So going around those little computer markets in Hong Kong, it's all Android. You can't find anything else because. Do me a favor. Take a uh, whole bunch of pictures. Let's put up some picture oh, we'll galleries do, yeah. of these things oh, we'll at mymac.com or or techfanpodcast.com. But the reason those Chinese manufacturers sell all those Chinese phones with Android on is because Android is free mm-hmm. and it allows them to do their customization. So you see hundreds of phones and tablets, uh, kind of no-name clones and uh, you know small manufacturers you've never heard of with low production runs. So if, if, Android, tablet, if Android laptops are going to come out of nowhere, that's where you'll see it first. Yeah, so we'll I'll keep an eye out. There. Yeah, I'm really interested Definitely, in that. You know, yeah. take some, and I know, you're com- you know we have somewhat of a different opinion on how we're going to get there and how long it may take yeah. or what the impact is going to be, blah, 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 blah. But I think we both yeah. do agree that Microsoft is in trouble here. Yeah. And it's I'll be Android interested to, to, see. to yeah. come up and take it. But neither one of them are in a position right now to challenge Apple. Yeah. And, and I'll tell you what, I did a bit of browsing just the other day. I was looking at what, what potentially I might pick up while I'm out there. And I saw things like um, Android uh, Android tablets, that have been skinned to look like Windows 8, <laughs> but it's still Android underneath. Yeah, you, yeah. Know, you, you can tell if you look around the corners. So, uh, you know, so it'll be interesting. But, uh, yeah, I will uh, take a lot, load of pictures. We'll talk about that's it. What, that's what Microsoft needs to do. They need to skin one of their tablets to look like Android and see if it sells. <laughs> Wouldn't that be hilarious? Yeah. That would be funny. All right, David, uh, if anybody wants to get a hold of you on Twitter, where are you at there? I'm at David B. Cohen. And I am at MyMac at, uh, on Twitter. If you want to get a hold of us, please go to techfanpodcast.com. Leave a message there, or you could send us a message from there. I'm Tim at techfanpodcast.com. He is... David at techfanpodcast.com. And we we definitely would like to hear from you guys what your thoughts are on Android on a laptop, Android on a desktop. Do you think it's going to eat into Microsoft's market share, or do you think that... 
that's the key for Apple to start losing some market share to Android, that they, these devices are going to start being on laptops, and that's the key factor. Uh, I've got my opinions. David has his, but we'd like to hear yours, so send us some feedback. In the meantime, check out the, and I don't know which ad I'm going to drop in, so check out this other show on the Stoplight Network, and we'll see you next week. Siri, I'm looking for a new Apple podcast to listen to. Any recommendations? I found one new podcast for you, but it looks like they only record themselves drinking and chatting about the latest Apple news and rumor. Well, that sounds great. What's it called? It's called the MacGist Podcast. But Nick, why would anyone listen to that? Well, Siri, alcohol is the anesthesia by which we endure the operation of life. I found these five rehab clinics near you. Would you like directions? Ugh, Siri, enough with the rehab. Just download the latest MacGis podcast now. I'm sorry, Nick. I cannot do that at this time. Go home, Siri. You're drunk. That's not nice. Eh, what does she know anyways? Check us out over at themacgistpodcast.com.